Welcome to Prophet Gideon Dancehall's podcast, where we spend time delving into the deep things of God. We're so happy to have you join us today, and we pray you are blessed. Prophet Gideon Dancehall is the global lead pastor of Empowerment Worship Center, where God lives. We welcome you to a time of deep study and prayer. You can also join us in person on Sundays at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., and 6 p.m. We promise you, your life will never be the same. For there is hope of a tree if it be cut down that it will sprout again and the tender branch thereof will not seed. Though the roots thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground. Verse 9 says, yet through the scent of water it will bath and bring forth back like a plant. Now Father, bless us. And speak to us in a language we understand. That you will lift us up again from where we are to where we belong. In Jesus' name. Before you are seated, I'd like for you to hold someone and tell somebody, there is hope. There is hope. Tell someone to say, there is hope. There is hope. Tell somebody, let hope rise. Let hope rise. God impress upon my heart to be preaching prophetic messages. And this morning, i like to remain and stay prophetic and speak on the subject, let hope rise. Let hope rise. Look at someone say, let hope rise. Let hope rise. You want to speak to someone say, I have hope. I have hope. Can you hold someone and speak and say, don't, don't lose hope. Don't lose your hope. Hey, hey, say, don't lose your hope. Don't lose your hope. I don't know what everything is telling you, but I have hope. I don't know what is going on, but I have hope. I have no idea what is happening around me, but I have hope. I have no idea how many people have gathered to cause this ship to sink, but I have hope. It doesn't matter who said what and who is doing what. I can't speak to you prophetically that Christ in you is a hope of glory. And I just want to say, just in case there are people who think you are finished and it's all over with you, especially concerning this year, I came to speak to you that your end will be glory. And this will end in glory. It doesn't matter what, because Christ in you is a hope of glory and it's not now that God is going to determine what will happen by the end of the year. It has already been determined. In fact, it was determined before it started because your God knows the end from the beginning and I came to lift up your spirit and to speak to your soul that there's hope and this journey will end in glory. This year will end in glory. It doesn't matter what you're going through. I came to lift you up in the spirit and I came to declare that it will end and surely in glory say yes hope the bible says in first corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 the bible says now abided faith hope and love or charity these three but the greatest of these is love or charity and the truth of the matter is that hope is not something that many preachers talk about you hardly ever hear message on hope you hear pastors preachers prophets you name it preach about faith so we know all the things that happen
to do with faith. And faith is good. But the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. And if you're going to walk with God, you need faith. You need faith to connect to God. And faith is powerful. And faith is strong. And faith makes miracle happen. Faith turns around things. Faith moves mountains. Faith brings those things which be not as though they were. Faith is able to release healing. I always said that God is not interested in your tears, but is interested in your faith. The Bible said when the paralytic man was brought from up the ceiling down, even though he was sick in the leg, he couldn't walk. And if he couldn't walk and he was dropped up from the ceiling down, the, the probability was that his situation was going to be worse. But faith pushed them to do that. And the Bible said Jesus didn't see his leg. Jesus didn't see his worsening condition. But Jesus saw their faith. But, and when he saw their faith, what God is always looking for in you, with you, is your faith. Faith is a currency. Faith is what you use to purchase spiritual things. And love is the greatest. And as a matter, the knowings I make, the foundation, the bedrock, what puts all we are doing together is love. Anything done outside of love in the kingdom is a sin. I'm just saying to you, the basis for our relationship with God is love. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the basis for our relationship with Jesus is grace. Because truth and grace came through Jesus. The Lord came through Moses. So the basis for our relationship with Jesus is grace. The basis for our relationship with the Holy Spirit is fellowship. But the basis for our relationship with God is love. For God so loved the world. Now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. What gives us relationship and access to God is love. So love is the greatest thing. And I thank God for love. And I thank God for faith. But I want to introduce to you and thank God also for hope. Your clapping is weak because you don't get it. Because hope is what connects love and faith together. I thank God for the mountain moving faith. But I want to thank God for hope. You hardly ever hear messages on hope. But I tell you what church. You cannot succeed in this Christian journey without hope. You cannot make it. You cannot overcome trials, temptations, contentions, wickedness, attack. You cannot cross this Christian journey. You cannot walk through the waters and through the fire without hope. You cannot go through the things that Christians are supposed to go through with the sufferings, the contentions, sometimes the delay because our ways are not his ways. And as heavens are higher than the earth, so are his ways higher than our ways. And sometimes we wish we could understand God, but his understanding is uncertain. 
unsearchable and what we look confused and sad and we don't understand and we can't even explain what we are going through, what to hold you, what to anchor you, what to empower you, what to make you stable, what to cause your waters to be still. It's hope. Hope. It's what stabilizes you. Hope is a buffer. Hope is an anchor. Hope is your strength. Hope. In fact, the Bible says, now, faith is a substance of things hoped for. So faith can only substantiate what hope has provided. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not said. The only thing faith can substantiate is what hope has provided. I thank God for your faith. But you are not going to win this Christian journey without hope. You know something? Hope is the ingredients in the food that preserve the food. You know something? I thank God for salt. Salt is a very powerful ingredient we put in food. But watch this. Do you know that when you put too much salt in food, it destroys the whole taste? Come on, talk to me right now. You have no idea. It doesn't matter what you put in the food. If you salt the food too much, what then happens is that what you taste and what you can feel is only the salt because salt will override every other ingredient in the food. And that's what faith does. If you only walk in faith and faith and faith without hope, you will lose an aspect of God, a dimension of God, an area of God which is patience, which is hope, which is stability. And chances are that you will shipwreck. You need a combination of faith and hope to succeed. You need a combination of salt. But not only do you need salt, you need some pepper. Not only do you need some pepper, but if you truly want to preserve the food, you need some lemon, you need some vinegar. It may be bitter. It may not taste well, but you need it to preserve and to hold and to anchor and to stabilize your Christian journey. Say yes. I thank God for faith. But the promise is not inherited only by faith. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12 that he be not slothful but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So, so you do not only inherit the promise by faith. Sometimes your faith must graduate to knowing. Your faith must move from that the dimension of faith. Because faith is work. Do you know something? I find out that the Bible says we should walk in faith, right? The Bible said we should walk in love. So the Christian journey is sometimes walk. In fact, most of the time, it's walk. 
you are walking in love and you are walking in faith. You can walk in love and you can walk in faith. But the Bible never said we should walk in hope. Because sometimes the Christian journey is not only walk, walk, walk. But sometimes you need to stand. You need to stay at one place. You need to be at a place where it looks like nothing is moving and nothing is going. But you still got to believe. You still got to push through. And what will anchor you is hope. Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. I thank God for the walk. I thank God for the many movements. I thank God for the speed with which many have broken through and received testimonies. But there are times in God when the Bible says, having done all, stand, stand still and see the salvation. Look at some say, it looks like sometimes you got to stand. Come on, come some say, you've been walking, you've been flying, you've been soaring, you've been moving. But what you do when God wants you to just Stand when God wants you to just wait for they that wait upon the Lord. Ah, they shall renew. I don't know what I'm talking to, but when it comes to waiting and standing and standing still, you need something bigger than faith and love. What you need is hope. The assurance. That though I don't see it, but my future is so certain. Tell somebody, what do you do when you must stand? What do you do? Many get confused. Many curse God. Many get angry. Many say, my God is dead. Your God is not dead. He just wants you to stand. He just wants you to know that when men are cast down, you will declare there is a lifting up. Your God wants you to know that sometimes when you don't see his hand, you must trust his character. Sometimes when you don't see the power, the miraculous, the testimonies, as you see that God has gone ahead of you and is working a work only for you to behold what God has done. Am I speaking to a church? I thank God for the days when God wanted to just stand. How many of you? 2016, you've been standing for a while. It looks like you've been standing for a while. I came to introduce you. Hope. Think it's a good place to give God your greatest shout. Your greatest shout of praise. Say yes. Without hope. You don't have shock absorbers. And many of you, your shock absorbers are weak. That's why when you pray, 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 and nothing happens, you begin to curse God. I refuse it. When I pray and pray and pray, and I don't see the answer now, God is just telling me that he has gone ahead to bank my prayers and to, my goodness, and to store my prayers for a better day and a better tomorrow. And yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and shall fear no evil. The Bible never says 
we should walk in hope. We walk in faith. We walk in love. But we stand in fear. Through this grace, wherein we stand. I read my Bible and I saw the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I said, we read it and all we do is to see faith. But we don't only see faith, we see hope more. Because the truth of the matter is that I believe Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that God was not even going to allow the king to arrest them. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that even before the king comes, fire will burn the king. How many of you have prayed those Come on, talk to me right now. Ah, fire will burn them. The Lord will speak for me. The Lord will fight for me. The Lord will blah, 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 blah. I don't know, my God. My God, the answer by fire. He shall be God. And sometimes, in, in the midst of all the shouting and the speaking and the praying, nothing really happens right then when you think you need it the most. In the midst of that season, you must shift not only to faith, but you must change the gear to hope. Have you been through something that shook your faith? Have you been slapped down by the enemy? Have you been slapped where you forgot where you were? At that time, the only thing you can stretch your hand to touch is no faith. You can stretch your hand to anchor yourself and to hold on. To hope. Hope says the future is certain. The outcome will be divine. The end will be glory. It doesn't matter what I go through. That though the outward man perish, but the inner man is renewed day by day. Hope. Don't spoil your meal. Don't only put in salt. You need some vinegar. Bitter. You need some lemon. You don't even know why when you're eating, you eat lemon. You move some things you don't want so you can taste the food better. You need some ingredients more than salt. You need some, some ingredients more than pepper. Our winning in this Christian journey is not only when everything is working, 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 we are sweating. Sometimes we got to learn how to be still and trust God and know that God is on the throne no matter what. Sometimes balance of the pepper and every other ingredient in the food makes the food better. I'm just sometimes a balance of your faith with love and hope mixed together make you a solid Christian that no matter what the enemy fires at you you have an anchor that holds you. simply certainty about the future. Hope is not seen. Hope is that which we do not see. He says we should follow after them who through faith and patience. How do you develop patience? Let me show how you develop patience. Romans 5 and 2 the Bible says but by whom also we have access by faith to what? This grace. Where we stand. We stand in grace. We don't stand in faith. 
faith, we move in faith. Where we will stand, rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3 says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also. We glory in, in trials also. We glory in contention and fight and warfare in tribulation also. Knowing that tribulation worketh patient. When you have been through a lot, you learn how to be patient or, or how to endure. The other word is endurance. And patience, experience, encounter, experience. How many of you have had an experience in God before? You went through something and you had an experience. Come on, talk to me right now. You know something? I'm just saying that if you just read the Bible without an experience, the Bible is just a storybook. We need to go beyond just reading the Bible for the letter of it and begin to engage the spirit of the word so we can have experience. I refuse to come to church Sunday and Sunday and Sunday as just a tradition, but I want to come to church to experience God. You need to live here with experience and an encounter and patience, experience, and experience build your hope. So hope has so many layers. The reason why you can't give up on hope is that your hope has too much, it's a godly confidence. It has too much layers that you, the enemy can't just take it away from you. The base of your work with God is hope. Experience hope and hope make it not ashamed. The reason why I go through what I go through and I'm not ashamed is that I have hope like to tend for my good. The reason why I glory in the delays and sometimes in the denial so-called is that I have hope that this is working for my good. That no matter what, it will turn out for my good. That no matter the delays, it will turn out for my good. That no matter what, God is just up to something. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given unto us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hope is the anchor for your soul. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 and 19 says, that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we might have what? A strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. Which hope we have as what? An anchor of the soul both steadfast which entereth into that within the veil. Hope is an anchor. How many of you have seen a ship dock before? When a ship gets to where it has to discharge and release whatever, the ship must be anchored so that the waving storm and the sea will shake the ship. What gives you stability in your Christian journey is hope. Hope is an anchor. You want to hold somebody's hand and say, you need some hope to anchor you. Say, I thank God for your prayer life and your spiritual life. But beyond that, you need some hope. What is hope? Hope says, I know that the outcome will be divine. It was that hope that made Jesus sleep in the midst of the storm. You know, I found out empty barrels make the most noise. I found out one way in school, those who are very smart and intelligent, they don't talk. 
Come on, talk to me. Those who talk, talk, talk are those who are not. Are you with me at all? Faith say talk, 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 talk. Talk, 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 talk. But sometimes you must move from just faith to knowing. When you know, you are still. Watch it, watch it. Jesus moved beyond just faith to knowing that he that said, let's go to the other side, is able to take us there. No matter the storm. Hope and cause your soul. I want good Christians who do not only have faith, but they have hope. I want Christians who are stable. The reason why many of you move from one place to another tossed by every wind of doctrine is that you don't have hope. You are not anchored. The reason why sometimes you are down, other than you are up, is that you don't have hope. The reason why you are confused and other than you are clear is that you don't have hope. The reason why sometimes you give up and feel like it's all over with you is that you don't have hope. When you have hope, you don't give up. When you have hope, you hold on. When you have hope, you are stable. When you have hope, you push through. When you have hope, it doesn't matter what. You just know that Christ in you is the hope of glory. You are anchored. I want some Christians who are anchored today. I want your spiritual life to be based on some foundation. I want your journey, your walk with God to be based on the certainty that God is faithful. That even when I don't understand the things I think I don't understand, I allow God to be God over my misunderstanding. Hope brings you comfort. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 says, But I would not have you to be what ignorant brethren concern them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have what? No hope. I don't sorrow. I'm not dying today nor tomorrow. I'm afraid of my son, but I'm not afraid of death. What is prophet talking? I'm not afraid of death. I'm not prophesying my death by what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm not afraid of death because I have hope. I have hope. I have hope. That those who have gone ahead, they've gone ahead to be with the Lord. And I have hope, my goodness, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Verse 13 says, For if we believe that Jesus Christ died and raised again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Are you following? Next verse says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and with a voice of the archangel and with a trump of God and the dead in Christ. The dead in Christ. The dead in Christ. It's beautiful to die in the Lord. It's a great thing to die in Christ. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. They will touch heaven first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. And it says verse 18, wherefore comfort one another with this words. Tell somebody, I comfort you that your loved ones that die in the Lord is not over. Because they died in God and they will not die again. Because there are three kinds of death. First death is when you are not born again. Second death is what doctors call death. And the third death is when we be asked to go and spend your eternity in hell. Total condemnation and suck from the presence of God. But what we do here, the 
determines whether we will spend our eternity with God or our eternity in hell. The life I live here, the Christ I keep in me, the hope I have in me is because my future is glory. Because Christ in you is a hope. You are not clapping. It's a hope of glory. You see, you see what I say? Hope gives you certainty even in eternity. Hope makes us purify ourselves. First John 3, 2, and 3. Beloved, now we are the sons of God and do not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him, purifies himself even as he is pure. The reason why you see, you walk in sin, not because you are weak. You walk in sin because you are ignorant. Because as for weakness, there is grace provided for it. So your problem is not weakness. Your problem is your ignorance. Because see, if you know what sin does to you, you walk in sin. It's ignorance that causes us to walk in sin, not weakness. But there's strength in weakness. Paul said, I will glory in my weakness because his strength is made perfect. In my, when I don't know, he shows me how much he knows. So watch this. The reason why we don't purify ourselves is that we don't have hope that he's coming. We don't want to be like him. How many want to be like him? You want to be like him? I want to look like somebody. If you really want to be like him, that hope of wanting to be like him will have you purify yourself. Your level of purity is determined by your hope of his coming. Your level of purity, the level of pureness and purity, the level of your sanctity is determined by whether or not you have hope that he will come again. The reason why you live anyhow and do anything and go anywhere and touch everything and kiss anything and hug anything and eat anything and drink anything and do everything is that you don't have when you have hope of his coming then you trust his grace to purify you because you want to be like him why are you not clapping your hands like like you are in church why are you not shouting like you are in church how many of you want to be like him? How many? So I want to be like him. Can you rise up and say yes? I want to be like him. Someone spoke blasphemy. We've been saying Jesus is coming for all these years. Nothing has happened. That is why we are living anyhow. If we really have hope that he'll come like a thief. If we have hope that in the days of Noah, so will he come, we'll purify ourselves. Hope gives you purity. Hope causes you Gives you triumph in difficulty. Romans 4 8. Hope gives you gladness. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 28. Hope gives you boldness. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12. Hope creates open doors. Hosea 2 15. Hope shifts you from being a prisoner into the stronghold and the prosperity of God. Zechariah 9 and 12. You prisoners of hope. Hope is a helmet of salvation which protects our mind against the bombardment and undergates us. For our senses. I like to touch this a little bit, then I will download this thing. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 8. The Bible says, But let us who are 
breastplate of and love for an helmet. The hope of faith. Look at me. Where do you put a helmet? Where? Where? Your hair. Where? Which part of your body has the most sensor? Your hair. Your body is the enemy after the most. Your body is, that's where your mind is. Which part of your body is under constant bombardment the most? Oh, come on, sir. How many of you are in church but you are not here? Tell somebody, I am under bombardment. Come on, give someone say, I am under bombardment. Constant fight. Constant bombardment. The enemy is hitting you on daily basis. The only thing you can use to cover and to block the enemy is the hope. The helmet of hope. Hope is a buffer. The enemy always has a gym. Your present circumstances to you to define your future. You tell the devil, my present circumstances does not determine my future. Because I follow God with certainty that no matter what, the outcome will be divine. And that's hope. I need to get people to get hope because you hardly ever hear about hope. I've never even preached about hope before. Today, because that's the reason why we're having a lot of people backsliding. Because they don't understand that your life, your walk with God is not just now, 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 now. It's a future. And you need a buffer to hold on. Can you even clap in your hands well because it's all about now, 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 now. We're the fast track generation, eh? We're the fast track generation. Fast food. Fast food. But in God, doesn't work like that. God will help you to go through the process with hope. We are going through the process with hope. It's real. It's not a joke. Christianity is real. Christianity is not what we do on Sunday morning. Sunday morning is just the tip of the iceberg. You see, when you finish eating, you eat the dessert. Right? Sunday is just the dessert. The real life is what you go through between 1 p.m. in the afternoon. When suddenly discouragement hits you. Bam! You don't know what happened to you. Start crying. Oh, you wake up Monday morning. And I, 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 come on, talk to me. You know, one of the days I don't lose work for the Monday morning. Come on, talk to me. I, I don't know why. I don't know why I don't lose work. I wish every day was a Sunday. I'm being real. I'm just being real. Can I tell something? I go through what you go through also. I don't look forward to, I don't look forward to Monday morning. I wish, I wish Sunday continued. Suddenly, 5 a.m. 6 a.m. Wake up and it's like you are up, you are not up. That's, that's Christianity. You see, the temptation of Jesus didn't happen in the church. It happened in the wilderness where there was nobody. Thank God for the pretense. Thank God for the hey! Thank God for the binding and the losing. Thank God for the south on Sunday morning. But I really want to thank God for you for how you manage push through and not only survive and we, I'm talking about Monday morning to Friday before you come to power night and the weekend, I'm talking about the days when the enemy is constantly bombarding you, that is why your real victory is watch this hope is very important because our mother scripture says Job 14 and 7, 9. For there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. Now the 
branch thereof will not cease. There is hope for everyone. There is hope for a tree. A tree is the name of the branch that is born after a God's nature. Special faith, God can do it. A tree has merit and demerit. A tree The reason why a tree must have hope is that a tree is always standing at one place. Dear friend, you cannot succeed, you cannot make it when you stand at one place without hope. A tree is always at one place. Even though a tree is planted, yet it can only be planted. It can plant itself. Somebody must plant a tree, and a tree must stand at one place. A tree cannot move. And therefore, anybody can come and cut the tree because the tree can't even run. A tree is always at the mercy of somebody because the tree is always standing. Just like a tree. But God is a good mathematician. And God would never allow a situation without giving you a way of escape. Without giving the grace to handle it, God would never expose a vulnerability and not repair it. Because God doesn't expose your vulnerability to shame you, but He exposes your vulnerability to show you how powerful He is to correct what you you're going. Can I talk to a church right now? Now I feel like preaching to somebody. A tree stands at one place, but a tree has advantage. A tree. Because unlike any other tree, if the body of a tree is cut down, only the stem and the stem left on the ground, though it seems dead and dry, yet it will shoot out young branch and branches again. I see. The motion of the earth and the rain of heaven, as it were, centered and pursued by the span of the tree, will influence upon it by degree again. A tree has in it the ability, the hope, that when you cut it, of a tree is only a matter of time. When the rain comes, the tree will shoot again. Can you hold somebody and say it is not over with your destiny? Am I talking to your church right now? A tree has in it the ability to bounce back, the ability to grow, the ability to spring out, the ability 
there to reproduce itself. So in every tree are many trees. Am I preaching to somebody today? I came here to announce to you that it is not over with your destiny yet. I came here to speak over your life that the Bible said rejoice not over me all my enemies for when I fall I shall arise and when I sit in darkness the Lord shall be a light. The righteous can fall seven times but seven times will bounce back again. I came to declare today your bouncing back is here. Your rising up is here. Your end will be better than your past. Say yes. The reason why you are not winning in this journey is that you don't know what you have in you. My God, what is common with a tree? That is why anytime the Bible will compare man to a tree. The other day when Jesus prayed for a blind man, he said, I see men as tree. The Bible said the righteous shall be like a tree planted. The Bible said the righteous shall flourish. They that love God and serve him, they will flourish. They will flourish like a tree. They will flourish. Uh, you, are, you are not here. You, you are not here. Come on, tell somebody. I'm about to flourish. I'm about to flourish. It's not over with my destiny. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. Psalm 92, verse 12. The devil is a liar. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like the cedar of Lebanon. Tell somebody, God is comparing me to a tree. Say, so look at so there's something about a tree that you have the same thing. Say, so what is common with you and the tree is that the tree has hope, and Christ in you is the hope, is the hope in the inside of you. I come to declare what was dead is coming back to life, what is weak is resurrecting again. Say yes. It's a grow like a cedar in Lebanon. My goodness, go back to verse 11. My eyes shall also see. My ears shall hear. 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 The righteous will flourish. The righteous will flourish. The Bible says, those that are planted in the house of God shall flourish in the courts of our God. The way there is courts. in your body. I declare today you are not only flourishing physically but you are flourishing in the spirit in the soul and in the body. Say yes! The righteous shall be like a tree. Like a tree. Like a tree. 
establish. Because it's like a tree. The believer also has hope. This hope in God is in him. So a man succeed and the sub blessed is a man that trusted in the Lord, whose hope is money is, whose hope his children are, whose hope his friends are, whose hope his businesses are, whose hope the Lord is. Tell somebody, my hope is in God. <laughs> my goodness, the devil is a liar. Verse 8 says, for he shall be as a tree. The righteous is always like a tree. By what? The waters that spread it out her roots by the river shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding. There are years of drought, there are years when men are struggling, but when your hope is in God, you are like the cedar of Lebanon, you shall not be careful. says, be careful for nothing. You are not getting, let me bring it to our term, the way we put it, the way we Ghanianize it. They go like, I am managing. How many of you have been managing? <laughs> Come on, how many of you have been managing? Yeah, but when you are like the righteous, you are planted like the tree by the waters. You will not be careful. Can I explain to you that carefulness? Even when they are given up to their care, they make sure they go past 50 Ghana. 20 Ghana, 10 Ghana, 5 Ghana, till they find the blood of Jesus. Meanwhile, we don't need the blood again. Many of you love God, but you are just being careful. Many of you are spiritual, but when it comes to finance matters, you are managing. But when you are like a tree, planted by the waters, and your roots are in the river, you shall not, my goodness. I came to prophesy the day of carefulness are over. You are coming into plenty and into abundance. Clap your hand and shout. Say yes. Psalm 62 verse 12 says, Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through the fire and do what? So what are their signs and what? Curses. I'm talking about flood. In the spirit of the Lord, Psalm 62 verse 12 says, Flood. Waters sometimes are deployed and used for problems. Because you are planted at one place with problems. But you are not deriving your strength of the problems. But your root is in the river. And out of your belly shall flow rivers. You are missing it. Whenever, 
Whenever the Bible talks about river, it's talking about the Holy Ghost. There's a river. There's a river that makes glad. There's a river that makes glad. And out of your belly shall flow rivers. My God, let me establish something. John 7, 38 and 39 says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Then Psalm 46 verse 4 says, But this is spent of what? The spirit. So anytime the Bible speaks about rivers, talking about what? The spirit. When your root is in the spirit, it doesn't matter the crisis around you. He is planted by the waters, but his roots is in the river. He's planted around floods and crises, but there are roots who told you as I walk in Ghana, there are no crises, there are financial crises, there are problems all around this nation, but my roots is not in this nation, my roots is in the spirit, and where I draw strength from is where my say yes. Don't just look at the tree, look at where the tree's root is. He's planted by the waters, but the root is in the river. I'm planted in a shop in the mall, but my root is in God. My business is built in the Ghanaian economy, but my source is from heaven. For my God shall supply me all my needs. Tell somebody, where is your root? Give some hands. Say, where is your root? Say, where is your root? Where is your root? My root is in God. Can I tell something? Listen to this one. The negatives of life are opportunity to authenticate the believer. Whenever there are negatives in life, it's a platform to prove your source, who you are, where you are from, because you are in this world, but you are not of this world. Because they can take that. 
Can I preach a little bit? Can I preach a little bit? They are photoshopping themselves, but it's not them. But it looks like sometimes you don't even know what is going on on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It looks like you are dead, but what you are doing is that you are rooting yourself. You are building yourself. And as the fan grew, it grew to only a point, and it couldn't grow again. Then the bamboo started. The bamboo started. It started growing and growing and growing. God, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I love the part of saying it's a mount up with wings. I see you mounting up. I see you mounting up. Say yes. He grew and swallowed and overshadowed the of living waters. There's water in you.
tell somebody, I have hope. Because God said it. And it doesn't matter how long it takes. He will do it. Come on, come, somebody say he will do it. I feel like blessing somebody. I'm almost through with my message, but let me finish right now. Watch this. Watch this. Elizabeth is a woman of hope. An old lady, but a hope. Zechariah, serving God, but without hope. When the angel met him, he said, your wife will be a child. When that word came, hope came. Abraham, hope again, hope. So Elizabeth is now working in hope. holding a mystery that nobody spoke to them about. Has God said something to you that even when you told the people who must believe you the most, they say yes. I'm talking about even when your wife don't believe in you. Your husband don't believe in you. I'm talking about even when your prophet miss it. And prophet can miss it like someone missed it. I think I'm talking to somebody. Can I talk to somebody right now? So Elizabeth is carrying this thing. It's an old lady carrying this thing. So Mary is now a carrier of both the word and the spirit. 
She goes. She goes to Elizabeth. But the Bible says, when Mary saluted her, the baby jumped, which means that before Mary did, for six months, the baby was dead. Before Mary came around, she was pregnant. I couldn't even feel it. Are you carrying something that you are even doubting yourself? Because of your circumstances. All that Elizabeth needed was a Mary who was a carrier of water, which is the Holy Ghost and the Word, and saluted her. And when the Word and the Spirit hit her, bam, her baby shouted for joy. I don't know what you are carrying that is dead, but I came with the Word of God that you are bouncing back and you are rising up. Come on, clap your hand and shout. Say yes. Will you give somebody a high five and say, my baby is not dead. My dream is not dead. Can you rise up and go to five people and tell them, your dream is not dead. The fact that you don't feel it doesn't mean it's dead. All you need is a word from God. And this morning, I have a word from the Lord. You bounce back. You rise up. You will succeed. You will do well. It is well. Clap your hand and shout. Say yes. Your clapping is sick. Your shouting is low. Can you tell somebody your baby is not dead? Your dream is not dead. 2016 is not over. The devil is a liar. Your vision will come to pass. Your dream is possible. Your expectation will not be cast on. It is well. It is well. Shades. 
For not even your wife believe you. But as you lift up your hands at the scent of water, at the scent of water, receive a manifestation right now. Say yes. As you lift up your hands, the Lord now bless you and water your dream and let your hope come alive. See the manifestation of what God said. That will cause you to blow people's mind. Be a testimony, a miracle, a sign, and a wonder. In Jesus' name, if I were you, I clap my hands that like God gave me those hands.